Hey y'all, welcome to Really Nikki. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone who tuned into my first episode last week. Thank you for the tweets, the text messages, the emails, the Facebook posts. Thank you all so much for encouraging me. I don't take it for granted. Thank you for even listening. Like, I know that podcast was not long, but you listen. Like, if you pay attention to anything over five minutes, like, you're the real MVP. So thank you so much for just um, taking time out of your day and your busy schedule to check out what I'm um, creating over here. So um, thank you. I don't take it for granted. Like I said, I really appreciate you guys um, encouraging me and just um, rooting me on. I really appreciate you guys. Okay, so let's catch up. It's been a week, and it's been a crazy week, um, full of, I want to say, ups and downs. Um, last week, I had a chance to go to the Girlfriends Elixir, presented by Chris Christian. If you're in Chicago or maybe D.C., you may have heard of her. She is the founder of Made Magazine and also the founder of Chicago French Press, which is the best coffee I've ever had. Um Hey Chris. So she had a girlfriend's um a girlfriend's giving, if that makes any sense. Um, and she basically gathered together about 25 women and just wanted to love on us and to say thank you for your support. I see you, you my girl. We may not talk all the time, but I see you liking my Instagram posts. I see you sharing things and just thank you for being Um, in my corner. And it was so cool. It was at the Godfrey Hotel here in Chicago. She had um, penthouse suites showing us how to do um, little holiday suites uh, demonstrations. She had someone there to um, give us journaling prompts. And we had journals from uh, Bumble Chicago. Shout out to Bumble Chicago. Uh, We also had coffee, uh, from Chicago French Press. We got a chance to actually see how a French press works, which I've never done that before. And so I got a chance to try her um, pumpkin spice and it was cool. And I put some vanilla in there and I pressed it down and um, made my coffee and it was really cool. And so it was a great experience. I met a lot of genuine, amazing women. And one of the things that we did before everything kicked off was she asked us to stand up and to say our name, what we do, and what we're currently grateful for this season. And it was amazing because, you know, as someone who is now a wife, a mom, and um, I'm 34 years old, if you would have asked me in my 20s, what was I grateful for? Um, the answer would have been totally different. And so when it was my turn to get up and say what I was grateful for, I got up and said I was grateful for health. And that was because, or that is because, um, when you, if to anyone who has given birth before, when you're carrying a child, you want your child to be healthy. And so they have all these tests to see if your child possibly um, have, you know, Down syndrome or um, anything, you know, that's not working um, quite right. And, um, you know, I would always be on pins and needles when they would, you know, be testing India and, um, you know, glory be to God, she came out healthy. 
um, 100% healthy, no uh, concerns. And so then during the, the whole giving birth process, as you know, black women, we suffer the most when giving birth. You look at Serena Williams who um, experienced blood clots. And I remember right after giving birth, my nurse told me, okay, continue to press down in this area on your stomach. If this changes, let me know because, you know, you could possibly hemorrhage, hemorrhage. Um, and get blood clots. And so just doing that process, I didn't realize like, man, I did legit just give birth. Like, and it was, I could have died. And so, and then being a mom now, when I, when I'm driving out in the streets or just anywhere, I drive with a purpose because I now have to get home. I didn't realize how mortal I was until I gave birth. And I didn't realize that, man, there's someone waiting on me. There's a little person at home who cannot function without me. And literally because I breastfeed. So like she's waiting on me to come and feed her, to give her what she needs to nourish and grow. And so it made me appreciate health And it made me take a step back and really look at how I'm treating my body, what I'm putting into my body, and how I'm taking care of myself or not, and make some changes. And so, and it was also, before I got to the hotel, um, the news had just um, surfaced that Kim Porter had passed away. And I was already taking that hard because I did not know her personally, but I know that she was a mom. Like, I don't even think I've seen pictures of her without her children. And so just to know that four kids lost their mom, I could not function. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, man, that's that's bogus. And so it made me hold on to my little one a little bit tighter. And it made me just say, I'm grateful for health. I'm I'm grateful for for where God has brought me this far and I'm going to make changes to to do what I can do to um be here a little longer, you know. And so uh I think that was cool as we go into this Thanksgiving season to really reflect and to to pull out what we're thankful for because sometimes we take these things for granted being able to walk or being able to um text someone and being able to comb your own hair or brush your own teeth, whatever it is, we take it for granted. And then, um, we don't realize it's a huge thing. And so, uh, thank you, Chris, for that experience. I'm ready for part two. (laughs) Um, it was really beautiful. So I want to share something in every episode that's really, um, stirring me creatively and, As you all know, I am a Chicago girl born and raised, and so I'd be remiss not to share the latest and greatest um, work of art that's just like got me all in my feels. It is my forever first lady, Michelle Obama. Y'all, she was in Chicago last week, and no, no, I did not get a chance to see her. My dad called me extra early that morning, was like, hey, um, are you one of the lucky ones who uh, got a ticket? Negro, you know I don't have no $250 ticket to go see Michelle Obama. But I was there in spirit and I did get my book. And um, yesterday I was able to get up early before Steve in India and I finished chapter one. She makes me 
so proud to be from Chicago. Like her story is, I don't want to, you know, start spilling the, the, um, the tea from the book or whatever, but if you have a chance, go pick up her book, Becoming. Y'all, her story is, it's, it's a story of, um, what is it, resistance, I want to say? Um, she don't have a pretty story. And when you look at her now, it makes you believe that really anything is possible if you have a good work ethic. And I believe if you have purpose. Um, and I, I believe that God purposed her for for this position that she's in. And so um, I'm excited to get to the rest of the chapters. I tried to get up early and read it today. Um, my child manifested all night um, in the middle of the night. Okay, I take that back. She didn't manifest. She's getting over a cough. And so she was just, you know, up a lot. I was up, you know, giving her uh, pineapple juice and water and nose Frida getting mucus out her nose. And so... I slept in late, um, and so we all woke up together, so I didn't get that extra hour to go indulge. Um, so we'll see how long it takes me to finish the book, but uh, pick it up and let me know what you guys think. I'm actually trying to read it with um, four other women, um, so we'll see how this goes. When God Said No So a few years ago, I wrote a book called When God Said Yes. And if you have not read When God Said Yes, I don't understand. No, I'm playing. Um, If you have not read When God Said Yes, it is available on Amazon.com. It's my story from being a single woman and really, um, really letting my status of being single affect my everyday life. And then how I just grew to a place of trusting God for love. Um, it's a great story. I'm not just saying that because it's my story, or maybe I am, but no, it's a good story. Um, so the book is called When God Said Yes. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I was thinking about when the times when God said no and how we are encouraged as believers to, in everything, give thanks. And, you know, people say it all the time, you know, like, well, in everything, give thanks. And it's like, I don't want to give thanks, um, but I do want to share um, a few times when God said no and how now I can look back and I can genuinely give thanks. So I graduated from high school in 2002. I graduated from Homewood Flossmore High School. Shout out to HF. And I only applied to one school because I knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to be an actress. And so I applied to Columbia College, Chicago to um, major in theater. I was accepted and I started classes. And so Lydia Diamond was my acting professor. Um, She is the playwright of Stick Fly, which has been produced by Alicia Keys and is in New York. And um, she was just an amazing woman back then. And and to see her now go and do amazing things, it's just amazing. Um, She was my acting teacher. And then Catherine, um, I'm forgetting her last name, was my voice coach. But she's a known, uh, my voice teacher. She's a known uh, voice instructor here in Chicago. And so I was working with like the greats of the greats for um, the industry that I was trying to pursue. And towards the end of the first semester, I knew financially I could not go back to Columbia. It was a struggle. 
uh, for myself to keep up. Uh, at the time, uh, my mother could not help me. Um, and so it just didn't work. And so I, I went to one of my last acting classes and um, I just broke down crying. And uh, the teacher, she walked out with me and, you know, she was very concerned. She was like, you know, before I even said a word, I was just crying. And she was like, oh, no, oh, no. And I think she thought I was pregnant because you got to remember, like, early 2000s and, and late 90s, it was like a like a thing for, like, teenage pregnancy. It's so common now. Um, but, like, back then, it was like, <gasps> are you pregnant? And so... um she, I think, I think she said, are you pregnant or something like that? And I was like, like it immediately like made my tears stop. I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I can't come back next year. I can't come back next semester. I have to drop out. Um, and so she just, you know, consoled me and, um, gave me, you know, some resources, try to get some scholarships and stuff, but you know, none, none of it panned out obviously. And so, um, I was at home. That's it. I was just at home the next semester. And um, I could have enrolled in a community college. But at the time, I viewed that as failure because everyone in my head, everyone went out away to school. And people were at Clark, Atlanta, and at Howard. And here I am. I have to go to Prairie State. And so um, I did not go. I let my pride keep me from going away I'm sorry, I let my pride keep me from going to Prairie State, the community college, and I sat home. I did not have a job. I did not have, uh, I was not in school. And so, and that was the year when Oprah, she had went to Africa and she was giving back. And I remember I watched that episode and I cried like a baby. And I was like, God, I just want to give back. I want to be successful. I just want to be an actress. Like, why is this happening to me? Why can't I just go to school like everyone else and become this successful black woman? And that was like really and truly my heart's desire. I remember talking to my pastor about it and, you know, she was encouraging me at the time and she was just like, you will be that woman one day. And I just couldn't see past that moment. And so fast forward to when I uh, pursued going to school again. So I had took some classes at the community college and then I applied to North Park, which is a Christian university on the north side of Chicago, got accepted, moved in. Um, and literally, y'all, I did not unpack my clothes for the first semester because I was traumatized from Columbia. And I just knew I'm not going to fully unpack because I'm going to have to go home soon. And when I say God kept me from beginning to the end, I was able to stay on campus and live on campus my entire time there and graduate. It all made sense. I was able to go to Oaxaca, Mexico on a mission trip. Just like Oprah, I was able to go to Africa. I went to Zambia twice. I went on a mission trip one time and then I went I led a mission trip and took 18 students to Zambia back with us um, for the second time to go and uh, work in an orphanage and give back. And so I'm saying all this to say 
that it did not make sense at first when God said no. Um, also, wait, I made amazing friends. Like, shout out to my roommates, Tiffany, Hannah, Mika, Ramona, Zoe, like, Rashana, Sharon. I connected with some amazing, beautiful women and beautiful men. Joseph, Marcus, like, Adrian. It, it was just, like, amazing. And I couldn't have asked for a better experience. These people were conscious and we were also chasing after God. Um, also, Liza, Hannah Schultz, like these people are my forever friends. Um, they were at my wedding. Like we are doing life with each other. And so when I dropped out of Columbia, I did not see what God was going to do. I couldn't see what God was going to do. And I thought it was the end. I'm like, God said no. He closed that door. Now what? And now that I'm I've it's it manifested, his plan manifested, I can look back and say it all makes sense now. Um second experience. I was in love. And they call it puppy love. I was in love um with a guy he will remain unnamed. And um, I just knew we were going to get married. We looked at rings. Um, I wrote about this when God said, yes, it's actually the first chapter. And he, you know, had met my family and I met his family and we would do things together. And it was one point where like one time uh, in particular where I was out of town and um, he was at my house with my family, just like kicking it. And, like, I just knew I'm going to marry this person. He went on a mission trip um, with a group from his school. And at the time, there was a young lady who was on a trip with him. And they fell in love. And so when he got back from the trip, I'm, like, waiting on him to call me, you know, because we would, that's what we would do. We would, you know, and I didn't get a call. And I think finally he contacted me. I don't know. I don't even know when, but um, he just, you know, was open and honest about um, him pursuing this young lady. And when I say that broke me, that was my first year at North Park. That broke me. I had never endured heartbreak. I had never endured love sick before. I remember my best friend Brianna picking me up. And when I got in the car, I hadn't showered for like two days, probably. When I got in the car, she gave me some lotion and was like, here, put this on your face. My face was ashy. Like, how does your face get ashy? <laughs> but I was so, like, over myself. Like, I didn't even care about hygiene at that point in time. I was so broke. And, I, you know, I was talking to my parents about it. And at the time, I was very secretive for my parents and very private um, because I grew up uh, living with my mom and my stepdad. It was like a very strict environment. And so I couldn't even have boy phone calls until I was 17. And so for me to go and talk to them about this man, it was just like, oh, my goodness. But that's how I knew how, like, how desperate I was because I was talking to them about it. And my stepdad was like, it's another woman. Like it's another woman. Only another woman will make a man do this. Um, and he was right. And so, um, I did not understand. And to me, it made sense for us to be together. I told God, like it, it was perfect. Like, Lord, you know, 
he was saved, I'm saved, why can't we be together? You know, you want me to just go out here and like wow out? You know, you know how we talk to guys sometimes. Like, okay, forget it. I'm finna go date Larry Hoover then. You know, just like wowing out because clearly God don't want me to be with the church man who actually was respecting me and not, you know, trying to pressure me to sleep with him. He was a true gentleman. I just didn't understand why God closed that door. And so uh, he went on, you know, he had Facebook at the time was semi-new um, and, you know, pictures start surfacing of him and this young lady. And then he got engaged and then he got married. And I'm just like, wow, man, God, I'm just left. I'm left behind in the wind. Like I, I literally felt like I was left behind. I felt like he left me. I felt like God left me. And I didn't understand what was happening. I was just forgotten. And I felt like God really forgot about me. And um, at the time, I was not in a relationship with another man, but it was another guy who, uh, I don't even want to say he was pursuing me. He was really just wasting my time, you know, and I wanted us to be together. Um, And he would never claim me as as his girlfriend. And we got close and we did that song and dance for, for like four years of us talking on the phone, me driving to his city to see him, him coming to my city to see me, him spending the holiday with me and my family, but never us having a committed relationship. And I'm like, again, God, like I just dealt with this with so-and-so and now I'm dealing with this with this person. And so God had to get me to a point where something my stepdad had always told me was you are the catch. You are the prize. Let a man pursue you because you are worthy of being pursued. And so fast forward, I'm about 27 and I'm just living my life. I'm writing and I'm, you know, blogging and I'm, you know, a brand ambassador with Eden Body Works. Shout out to Eden Body Works. And this amazing man just slides in my inbox and asks me if I could uh, help him with his concert. And um, his name was just Steve. (laughs) and we began to talk, and I'm not going to make a long story longer. Y'all know what happened. He is now my husband and the father of my child and the love of my life, and so I cannot see my life without Steve. I cannot see my life without India. Can I see my life without this story? God gave us a beautiful love story, and if you read the book, you'll see the the love, you'll have a chance to um, see Steve has a story as well if you already know you already know but um it made sense for God to say no it made sense and I'm not here to you know say oh because you know the other guy him and his wife you know they no I'm not here to compare it just made sense for God to say no God knows the husband that I need, and he knows the family that I need. He knows the city that I need to be in. He knows the church I need to be at. And so everything made sense, and his perfect timing was his perfect timing. And so when you think about the scripture, when it says, in everything, give thanks. And when you think about death, heartbreak, disappointments it's so hard to not give thanks but as you grow and mature and develop in God 
And as the old folks say, as you keep on living, you will see that the nose serve a purpose. The closed doors serve a purpose. And you'll get to a point where somebody will say no. Sorry, we can't offer you this job at this time. And you will glorify God. You will say, thank you, God, for closing that door because you must have known I was going to end up killing somebody at that workplace. (laughs) But seriously, you will start to look at no's as it's not rejection. It's God literally ordering my steps. And so this season of Thanksgiving If you are enduring a hard time, I am enduring a hard time. This year uh, started off crazy, Um, but I'm learning to give thanks in everything. And even the examples that I shared of my real life, those are things that when no's come my way, I can look back and say, when God said no that time, it's because he had this lined up for me. So I can only trust and believe that this no it's going to be something amazing that God is working out for me. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I was a raw vegan Monday. And I think I'm going to be a pescatarian today as I make room for Thursday. Because it will be going down. <laughs> um If this podcast blessed you, share it with somebody. Post it on your Facebook. Tweet it. Let me know you're here. Tweet me. uh, Hashtag when God said no. And let me know you listened. And I will be back next week. Same time, same place. See you when I'm looking at you.